everyone. Welcome back to the Keep Watching Podcast, where we decide what to watch so you don't have to. I'm Sarah. And I'm James. And today, we're going to be talking about the after party. So James, how's it going? Been to any sweet parties this week? Parties? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you if you've been to a, have you been to a high school reunion before? Oh, no. I uh, still keep in contact with people from high school that I care to, and everybody else is like, whatever. Yeah, I've definitely never gone to a union. A reunion. But yeah, even high school people, I don't, I can't say I really keep in touch them very well at all. <laughs> and I'm assuming you've never murdered anybody, so. I mean. This show. <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> so this show is just new territory for us all around. Yes, yes, <laughs> okay. definitely. <laughs> all right, what you watching now, Sarah? What are you watching this week? Besides what am this? I watching? Uh, well, Cobra Kai, the new season came out, so oh. I'm watching some of that, and I think Johnny might have become a better person. Like, he's growing up a little bit, given fatherly advice and, like, being the reasonable adult in situations. It was it was a weird good change for him. But you're saying it doesn't happen until season five. I'm saying <laughs> there's a journey that brings you to season five, and... Watching season five after watching the first two episodes of the first season, it's a drastic change. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, there is a. I think I feel like there's a, a further push into grown up Johnny territory in the fifth season. And uh, okay, they must have listened to our podcast then. Made oh some yeah, changes. yeah, they had a lot of time. You know, like four <laughs> days or whatever to really get the work done in there. <laughs> yeah. And then also based on your suggestion. I watched a bit of the new Twilight Zone because I'm trying to get into the oh. spooky vibes because it's spooky season. It was it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Okay. Yeah, I remember that was a Paramount Plus show. Yeah, it was. Well, because it's like an anthology series, like every episode is wildly different and like it, it's hit or miss. Some episodes are real good or kind of good. Um, some aren't that good. Um but they do have a lot, there's a lot of people in it that I like. Like, this is led by Jordan Peele, who I've liked a lot of his other work. Our boy, Kamal Nanchiani, our, our sketchy fake uh, Jedi from Obi-Wan is in it. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. Adam Scott from Parks and Rec is in there. Chris nice. O'Dude from IT Crowds in an episode. Mm -hmm. And um, ooh, Steven Yoon from The Walking Dead, he's in there too. All actors I enjoy. I think I liked their episodes. Have they doubled up on any actors yet uh i don't think so i have only watched okay. um most of the first season uh i'm kind of hoping that the second season gets better you know but gotcha. yeah so that is my continued journey into spooky season trying to find a good spooky show how about you would you watch this i'm week? still staying away That's from fair. the supposed spooky season i mean you, you can only hide so much it's soon gonna be everywhere and I, I, I noticed you didn't bring up what we watched together this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> Did right. Did you actually I... forget or were you just not going to bring it up? I literally forgot. Okay. <laughs> well, I, well I, I made Sarah watch with me the, I'll call it the final episode. It's not actually the final episode. It's actually like a whole other season. But the quote unquote final episode of Food Wars. <laughs> Yeah, because... turn into that old gem. <laughs> yeah, because I was, I finally like got to the point, like towards the end of the show in my rewatch of it, and I got to like the finale or like the big final moment, and it was like, wait, like there's so many tie-ins to the first two episodes that we watched <laughs> on this podcast that I was like, I have to make Sarah watch this and then just be like, now you've watched the entire show. <laughs> like... Yeah, I feel like I didn't really miss much. Yeah, 
I mean, there's a lot of fun along the way, but in terms of the storyline, <laughs> I think you've hit like all the major points now. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that final episode we watched was like the second to last episode of season four. So <laughs> there's a lot of episodes in between that. But uh, I, I've still been on a an anime kick lately, Sarah. Yeah. So I have another anime to describe to you. <laughs> okay. Hit me with it. Okay. This one that I've just finished watching, or I, yeah, I think I finished it, is called love after world domination oh and it's another anime rom-com of course and i would say it's like a cross between romeo and juliet and power rangers wow what a combo yes (laughs) (laughs) are you are you a uh are you too old for power rangers sarah no power rangers was very popular when i was a kid i just wasn't really into it Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I was I was a Power Rangers kid for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so imagine like are you familiar with like the original season characters at all? Vaguely, yes. Okay. Yes. Imagine like this isn't exactly what it is, but imagine like Rita and the Red Ranger mm-hmm. were in a relationship with each other. <laughs> and that's okay. that's this anime. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it just makes me happy that this exists. <laughs> It was a good time. Good time. <laughs> Happy enough that it uh makes the list for potential future making me watch anime. I mean, it's an anime rom com. It's good. It could be on the <laughs> list. Yeah. What's What's actually nice about this one is we we've been talking about this how like when we choose shows for each other with like the nature of this podcast is like we we only want to watch like the first episode or like the first two episodes something like that. But mm. sometimes you really can't get like what's good about a show. Yes. In the first episode or two episodes. So it's like. Which is why I end up spoiling so many things. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's like, oh, this show, I really like it. And the other person hasn't watched it, but am I really going to be able to sell them on it in one or two episodes? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think this show, this anime, just like, you know what this show is after one episode. Like, it's, (laughs) it does not uh, ease its way in. So it's kind of good from that standpoint in terms of being on this podcast but i wouldn't say it's like my favorite anime rom-com okay fair enough but yeah that is what i have watched this week besides the after party yes the after party are you ready to talk about oh wait no no we have to talk about our twitter poll oh we do from two weeks ago (laughs) two weeks ago it just ended we asked what your favorite karate kid movie was And Twitter polls only give you four options. So our options were the original Karate Kid, Karate Kid Part 2 and 3, or or 3, I guess, the next Karate Kid, or the Karate Kid that came out in 2010. And overwhelmingly, the winner was the original Karate (laughs) Kid. I think you may have been the only person to vote for the newer Karate Kid. Yeah, I was. And twi- Twitter's like really janky with how it like rounds its percentages because on- <laughs> only one person also voted for the next Karate Kid, mm-hmm. but it's listed on my phone at least as like theirs is four percent of the vote and my vote is five percent of the vote. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I'm pretty sure it's only one vote for each of them. Yeah. Either way, blown away by the sixty-five yeah. percent. So the way we do these um, questions, Twitter questions, is like mm-hmm. we put you put like hashtags. And like certain ads related to the episode, mm-hmm. and like we were referencing Cobra Kai in these hashtags, 
So the yeah. people that are seeing this in their feed are all like people that are interested in Cobra Kai. And if you yeah. if you're watching Cobra Kai, you you like the ori- you yeah, like yeah, the yeah. original Karate Kid movie. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. So it's I not the not... fairest poll, but. Uh, I did I'll not put any it. hashtags in for, for Jackie Chan fans out there. <laughs> I apologize. I do my best. <laughs> I do think, you know, even with a general random survey of this question, it would still be the Karate Kid, the original one, because yeah, not that many I people agree. have seen the uh, Jackie Chan <laughs> one or would be willing to say that it's better. So, But I don't think, you know, I think more than 5% of people should think that the... <laughs> the uh Jackie Chan Karate Kid is the best one. <laughs> fair, fair. Okay. Are you ready? I'm for ready. My, Let's talk the about after the... party breakdown. The after party, yeah. Give it to me. Okay. Pretty simple breakdown here. I like I like the simplicity of the show. <laughs> it's an American murder mystery comedy. Mm-hmm. It only has one season. So far. Got renewed for a second season. Yes. The season is only eight episodes. But each episode is like a full hour without commercials. Yes. Um, And it's on Apple TV Plus. Now, Sarah, I think this is the first Apple TV Plus show that we've talked about. Is that right? In an official capacity, yes. I do throw out the occasional Ted Ted Lasso reference for good vibes. Well, yeah, in terms of like what the the episode is actually about. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah. So... I think this is my first experience with actually watching a show on Apple TV Plus. Oh, really? Yeah. Apple TV Plus is a little janky. I don't know. Oh, really? <laughs> it's weird. So, like, Explain to me. So I went to like, I was on my like desktop and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I guess I'll start my free trial so I can watch the show. Okay. And then it was like, oh, you have to put in a credit card. And I guess that's normal. Yeah, but, that's most free trials. Yeah. But it didn't have, like, any other options for any different types of way of paying. Hmm. And even when you sign into your account, like, it's tied to your, like, smartphone, if you have a smartphone. Yeah, like your an Apple, Apple ID, smartphone. right. And yeah. it just feels so weird. Like, like, I'm signing into a streaming service, and then I have to, like, go on my phone and, like, get a code. And then, and, but th- and then I figured out, like, okay, if I want to pay with PayPal, I can, like, set that as the default on my phone, and then I can try to sign up on my phone and then like it let me do that and then but then like it's still like a few times when i go to on the desktop when i go to like watch an episode it's like oh you got to put your credit card information and i'm like oh okay weird and i think i actually think this is like a if you're especially if you're used to like watching netflix which is like Mm -hmm. the best uh like user interface out of like all these streaming sites like when you go Mm -hmm. into another one to watch it it's like all it's like a little janky yeah always uh but i find for some reason apple tv plus just like bothers me a little bit i don't know what it is okay i will say that the experience for me has been completely different because i actually have an apple tv the device so like it feels natural on that and the whole device is sunk up to my apple id so yeah everything's been smooth for me and that's how i feel about like all apple products it's like if you're all in and you just go all apple it like everything works but then if you try to do anything outside of it it's like it it just feels weird yeah Yeah. and it just feels wrong that it works that way and like i don't know Yeah, that's fair but i am full in this (laughs) cult so it never bothers me (laughs) so fair warning i was i was already a little annoyed before i hit play on the show oh okay (laughs) just because of a bad mood just because it was apple on apple tv plus okay Okay. But that's okay. I, I, 
I think I get. I uh. <laughs> you got over it. You're able to I, put that aside. I watched the, the show objective. just fine, but <laughs> it took me a minute to figure out how to watch it, which was frustrating. Fair enough. But here's what the show is: the series takes place at a high school reunion after party, with each episode giving a different character's perspective on what happened that night. So basically, there's going to be a murder, <laughs> yes. and we're going to get all the different people that were on the scene. Each episode is like a different perspective, although it's, you get sometimes you get multiple people's perspective in one episode, right, Sarah? Because mm -hmm. there's more than yes. eight people's perspective. Yes, although there are some people who are around the, that you never get their view of the evening because it doesn't really matter. But, oh, um, okay. but yeah, it's a whodunit. Like, I think that if you pay enough attention, you could probably figure out who did it by the end. My first time watching through it all, I did not, but <laughs> I think other people maybe could have. Okay. The wiki calls this uh, a millennial whodunit. That's fair. That, that, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll save my thoughts on how I plan on watching the show and, and like, who I think might be the murderer. Okay. I'll save that for the end of episode one. Fair, fair, fair. I'll spoil now. I've only watched episode one. I have not continued okay. yet. Um, or ever. <laughs> Ooh, gotta keep it vague. I, yeah. I appreciate your attempt there. Okay. That's the show. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Lots of good um, actors in the show that we can talk about. I was thinking we could just talk about them as we get to them. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. You ready to get into the episode? I am. So ready. Let's go. All right. The first episode is called Anique because Anique is Anique. a character in the show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anique is played by Sam Richardson. Yes. Who I am familiar with from Ted Lasso. Yes. As are you, Sarah. He and Ted mm -hmm. Lasso, if people have watched that show, he is the. I'm trying to remember exactly what he was. Was he like a Nigerian prince or was he just like a rich guy from Nigeria? What, what was he? Uh, wasn't Nigeria even. He was an African prince, we'll put it that way, um, who was trying to recruit one of the players from the team to come yeah. to a team he was forming. And, and his scene when he gets like rejected <laughs> and then he just flips his shit and like oh, storms yeah. off and is like choking out mannequins and like... It's one of my favorite scenes in Ted Lasso, honestly. <laughs> so Sam Richardson, he, he could do some things to make the, me the laugh physical easily. comedy was yeah. great, yeah. And then um, I don't know if you remember this, Sarah. He's also in an episode of New Girl. Yes. As uh, Winston's temporary cop partner. <laughs> I believe I remember he cannot drive at night. No, he's like yeah, that. he's night blind. He can't see at night. Yeah, so very also another very goofy character that he mm -hmm. played. Now he's a fairly normal guy in this this show. Yes, one would even argue he's your protagonist of the show, like the main like, I was wondering guy you're that. supposed to identify with. Yeah, so the first episode is about him, but I was wondering if he's like actually the main character. Is is he the main character or is the detective the main character? I mean, it is really like a whole ensemble situation, yeah. but like he is present, like he is at the forefront of a lot of stuff that happens in each episode. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So here's what's happening. Anik's driving in his car and he drives up to his class reunion, class of 2006. This yes. is a 15 year reunion. So everybody in the show is like 33 ish years old, I believe. Or. 
not the actors, but <laughs> the, the characters are supposed to be 33 years old. Mm-hmm. And he gets out of the car and he has a he has a text from somebody named Zoe. Yes. She says, I hope to see you at the reunion. And then there's like a little smiley emoji. Yeah. So right away, it's just like, OK, Anik is here to potentially meet somebody from high school that he used to have a crush on or or maybe they already used to go out, something like that. And he even like gives himself a little pep talk and he's just like, yeah. Yeah. He seems like a nervous guy. (laughs) He seems like a nervous, nerdy kind of stereotypical guy. Yeah. And he's like, nothing can ruin this night. Smash cut to someone falling from the side of a cliff and smashing on the rocks below and dying. And then we get the opening credits. Yeah. And this was like at a fancy house that was on like, it's like a beachfront property, but it's like on a cliff, I guess. Mm-hmm. very fancy house yeah and then people are screaming which makes sense <laughs> and then we cut to the intro yeah now this intro and art stuff i wanted to say this reminds me of the archer intro okay yeah 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 like sort of an illustrated series of i don't know not like scenes but like an abstract yeah. illustrated situation yeah yeah and i feel like archer if i had to guess was like also taking that style of intro from another show that i just don't know what it is oh <laughs> well Archer's likely. definitely like playing off of old james bond intros oh yeah i guess it's kind of like that yeah um but there are like a lot of shows that sort of take this like abstract illustrated opening credits situation um another show on apple tv plus the morning show has kind of a similar vibe it's it's become a more popular oh, okay. style recently i'd say I guess the Archer one is like, I guess it is James Bond because Archer is animated. So like the fact that the opening scene is animated is like, makes sense. But Mm -hmm. in this show, it's a live action show that has an animated opening scene. Yeah. But again, like really abstract and like none of the, none of the characters are animated in this scene. It's just like vague looking people or whatever. Yes. Yeah. It's not supposed to necessarily represent anybody specific. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're done with the intro. And here comes in Tiffany Haddish. Oh, yeah. She is a comedian, and she's been in a lot of shows, and I enjoy her. Yes. There's a lot There's a lot of people that I know of in this show, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, like, you know, crazy popular famous. I think Tiffany Haddish is, like, the big get for the show. I think uh, she's yeah. the most famous. Um, well, also, our person who fell from the oh, yeah, he's pretty big side too. is pretty famous, too. But, but yeah, yeah. Tiffany Haddish is like the big shiny fancy star at the forefront of the show, I'd say. Yes. And Tiffany Haddish is Detective Danner. She's yes. going to be in charge of, well, maybe not in charge of <laughs> interviewing all these potential suspects. Or yeah, she suspects. arrives on the crime scene and there's already like police tape and a lot of like um, uniformed cops around um, and people like whoever supposed to like you know put all the little numbers out and all the little evidence on the scene you know all those background cop people that they never really pay attention to in cop shows and she's actually on the phone with her captain who's telling her that she can't take lead on this case because it's a famous person who has died and it's just way too high profile and she's just supposed to take witness statements from everybody who's there and wait for the morning when the proper person the detective is supposed to come and take lead on the case but she hangs up with her boss and just tells everybody she's lead on the case anyway. Yeah. And the captain mentioned that 
the chief had already called in a ringer from LA named yes. Detective Jeremiah. Or no, Detective Germain, sorry. <laughs> yes. And she says she knows that guy and he sucks, but and that she should lead the case, but she she does not convince him. Uh is it too much of a spoiler to declare if Detective Germain shows up at some point in the show? Um he shows up in the morning whenever the show reaches the morning. I'll tell you that much. Oh, okay. I was looking at like the top cast list on like IMDb and I don't even see Detective Germain, so <laughs> I was wondering if he even exists. Yeah, yeah. He does. Okay. Yeah. So Detective Danner not happy about how she's being tried to get boxed out, but she doesn't care. She's gonna <laughs> she just tells everybody she's in charge anyway. Mm-hmm. And then her like uh I don't even know how to describe this other detective guy. Uh her partner, but she's I like I guess it's partner, yeah. But she's like clearly like taking the lead and he's he's following her, so he feels a bit more like a minion than a Yeah, he's a little bit of a appropriate partner. He's definitely like a comedy character. He's yes. like he's almost like acting like her hype man at times and then <laughs> yeah. he, but at the same time he also wants like everybody to know that he's like equally in charge, but clearly not equally in charge. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, yeah. He's a bit of a weird is... guy. Detective Culp is his name. Detective Culp, yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently all the guests, I guess that were still there when the body was found, I guess, mm-hmm. they're still in the house. Yes. But first, they go down and examine the body a little bit. And the first weird thing is there is shrimp just everywhere. And not like from the sea, like cooked shrimp. That's not the first weird thing. <laughs> is, okay. I guess, it's, I guess that's thing? the first weird thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I wrote down all the clues in this scene. You want to hear all the clues? Yeah, give me all the clues. Okay. Well, some of them might not be clues, but they were just things that Detective Danner noticed. Mm -hmm. Or Detective Culp. Well, first of all, this this dead body is uh, Dave Franco. Yes. Named Xavier in this show. And Xavier is a celebrity of some sort. I think that's all we know at this point. Yeah, (laughs) we'll find out later. His credit uh, a little later. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Dave Franco, Sarah. I I have this thing where I I think like Dave Franco and like Zach Efron are like the same person, <laughs> and I okay. like often I like frequently am like oh yeah Dave Franco he was in um uh, Baywatch with The Rock. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. That's no. not true. Now I think Dave Franco is in the Now You See Me movies. That's Dave uh, Franco. Have you seen those movies? I a while ago. Okay. Um. Yes, yeah, he's he one of the four horsemen. Okay. Yeah, and then I think he's also in Twenty One Jump Street. He's like the high school drug dealer or something in that movie. Okay, okay, I've not seen that. Yeah, so I think I'm right about that. But you know, I might be thinking of Zac Efron. <laughs> so don't take my word for it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so here are the clues. First of all, yes. Xavier is not wearing a shirt, but he is wearing a suit jacket. Yeah. So, so got that, this was a choice. Got that look. Well, you never yeah. know. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't like know anything choice. for sure, but it, it <laughs> looks like something he would wear on purpose. Yeah. But uh, Detective Danner made a note of it, so mm-hmm. I thought it could have come up later. Yes. His jacket smells of whiskey and ginger ale. I guess okay. that's not weird either. I don't know if that's a common combination or not, but sure. And then, yeah, Detective Culp finds shrimp all over the ground, but he he says that they're cooked. So they yeah. didn't come from the ocean. <laughs> and yep. uh, there's also just a random blonde wig on a rock mm-hmm. that's kind of like, maybe like a good like 15 feet away from the body. Yes. Something like that. 
And then Detective Culp finds a hat underneath the body. Yeah, Detective Danner uses this and decides that that means this could not have been a suicide. And I'm not sure how I feel about that logic. Yeah, the the, the logic here is definitely not uh, <laughs> sound. I mean, she goes on to explain, like, if he fell off with a hat on and it fell off while he was falling down, he would hit the ground before the, you know, hat floated down. But I'm like, you don't know he was wearing the hat when he jumped. If he jumped, he could have tossed the hat out just to see how the wind took it or what, you know, like anything could have happened. Yeah. Have resulted in a hat down there. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> but she has decided, no, this is a murder. Also, the hat is like, it's a weird hat, right? It's not like a baseball hat. Oh, yeah, it's hat. definitely a weird it hat. It looks like a winter hat or something. Like, I don't even know why anybody would be wearing this hat. It's like a, it's almost like a leather ear flap hat it is some weird fashion choice what was it was it like an old school like football helmet i don't know what it was yeah it was a weird hat i don't know also um xavier has a contusion on his nose which they detective culp guesses that he may have been punched in the face my first thought was you know or he like it on the rock but you know, what a, <laughs> well, he, I he is laying like face up so presumably bodies can bounce <laughs> a little bit <laughs> i guess i don't think this body did bounce based on the uh the footage we had of it but um mm-hmm. but yeah those are all the clues i they got it. and uh like you said detective danner says this is a murder for sure <laughs> <laughs> it feels a little bit loud like i i think this is just the like this is a comedy mm-hmm. so they don't have to be super serious about this stuff. It's like, let's just get to the fact that this is a murder and not, <laughs> it doesn't have to be make all total sense. Yeah. They just went past the thought of it even being an accident, like almost immediately. But it also seems like she's a little excited about it being a murder that she gets to solve, you know? Yeah. And there is a little bit of stuff later that like kind of explains it, like her her personality a little bit. Like she actually isn't, she describes herself as like not really good at solving puzzles but she's like a like a social dynamics kind of detective yes so maybe her instinct to say that this was a murder isn't necessarily accurate but (laughs) like she she's gonna she's just excited to uh get to know everybody and figure out whatever happens Mm -hmm. and maybe she's even just like acting like it's a murder for the like maybe she thinks uh it'll help her figure out what happened if she just tells everybody that's a murder (laughs) i don't know what she's thinking (laughs) yeah uh yeah detective Culp comes up with some random theories as to what might have happened uh he seems more determined to come up with theories that make it an accident Mm. right yeah or he's just trying to like play devil's advocate with her like i think which would probably be a good dynamic for a pair of detectives right you don't want to just always agree and go down the the, oh no it's definitely a murder route you know you want to observe other things too yeah because because this is a whodunit i was like i'm like I'm not like ruling out the potential that the detectives are also suspects, you know? So my thought, my thought was like, Oh, like Culp seems kind of weird how he really doesn't want this Mm. to be considered a murder, but interesting chances are, you know, (laughs) that's not actually the case in the show. So we cut back to Anik in the house and now Anik has marker all over his face with the word nerd on his forehead. Yep. He's got like, a little cat nose and whiskers and just random words written places, you know, like when somebody falls asleep at a party. Yeah. So basically uh, there was a big jump, basically like Anik rolled up to his old high school where the reunion was. And then the show (laughs) immediately jumped to like 
the end of this party, this after yes. party at this rich guy's house. Because there aren't a lot of people left. There's like eight or ten maybe yeah. guests left in this house. So clearly the night had already started to wear down before the, the death occurred. Yeah. And I thought like these like eight to ten people were the entire party. But we find out later that it was like it was a pretty big party. But this yeah. is just like the end of it where only a certain amount of people are still left. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Anique, Anique's first words when we get over to him are, are uh, he's just like kind of talking to himself. He's like, how could this have all gone, how, all go so wrong? I didn't do it. <laughs> yep. And um, then uh, Ben Schwartz rolls in. Ah, uh, Ben Schwartz. <laughs> ben Schwartz, I only know him for one thing, sir. <laughs> Is that um, as John Ralphio? In John Ralphio. Parks and Rec? <laughs> Parks and Rec. He's also the voice of Sonic in the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. Oh. Not that I've seen them, but. I have not seen those yet either. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's very John Ralphio in this. But like a, a parsed down version, like you could still hang with this guy, you know? Like he's like a, a smart John Ralphio. Like he's not stupid, yeah. but he has, has the. Um, he has that energy. The quirkiness of John yeah, Ralphio, yeah. 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 Uh, but his name in the show is Jasper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yasper. I don't think I've ever met a Yasper. Me either, but you know, it's memorable. I guess I haven't met an, an Anik either, but Anik doesn't seem like as weird a name as Yasper to me. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Yasper just says to him, he's like, it's okay, man. Nobody thinks you did it. And I guess I gathered that uh, maybe these two are good friends. I don't know. Yeah. They do end up being friends, but he seems to have uh, Anik's back, even though. Mm-hmm. Anik thinks that everybody thinks that he murdered Xavier. <laughs> and uh, Detective Danner rolls in the front door of the house. And then uh, I, have, I have more clues, Sarah. <laughs> okay. That Detective Danner notice, notices when she enters the house. Hit me with him. First, she slips on a puddle mm-hmm. in like the entrance room, I guess yeah. is what you would call it. The, the foyer. Uh, and she's just like, oh. There's a puddle in here. Like, what's up with that? She's like kind of like muddling under her breath, like very like Tiffany Haddish kind of uh, oh, yeah. like uh, humor here. Definitely like, what is up with these like crazy rich people and this ridiculous house? Yeah, but... she's like, what the hell? It's <laughs> like that she kind of like mumbles under her breath in like a high pitched voice. So there's a there's also an arrow in the wall that's yes. uh, going through like a movie poster, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then she looks out to the like. I guess it's the first floor balcony looking over the cliff and there's it. I guess it's a bush that's toppled over, but the bush has been sculpted to be in the shape of an X. Yes. For Xavier, presumably. Mm -hmm. And And there's there's just a bunch of shrimp on it. (laughs) So it's like a shrimp bush that's in the shape of an X. I mean, have you, you never had a shrimp bush before (laughs) at a party? Of course. No. (laughs) And then she notices a presumably smashed guitar because the guitar is just mm-hmm. fully broken. And there's a bunch of beers on the floor next to a single ski. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know, standard party stuff. Super weird clues so far. <laughs> Not getting anything from this. <laughs> yes. And then I think the news comes on the TV. Yes. And the news is reporting on Xavier's death and somebody at. Uh, is like oh turn that up and it doesn't matter that there's a cop there they're like we need to watch this thing right now yeah she, she seems like she wants to watch it too <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
But uh, so the report is just says that he died at an after party for his high school reunion. And it talks a little bit about his rise to fame. His first song that he really got popular for was called X Marks the G Spot. So yes. that can tell you a lot about the vibe of Xavier. They label him a pop megastar. Yes. He has also starred in some movies, including the Hungry Hungry Hippos movie. I couldn't tell if the movie was named Jungle Adventure, Hungry Hungry Hippos, or just Hungry Hungry Hippos. Oh, I think it might. I'm not sure. I wasn't sure if the movie was a jungle adventure and the sub the sub uh, <laughs> title of it was Hungry Hungry Hippos, or if the movie was just called Hungry Hungry Hippos. Either way, later... Um, in an episode in the future, we see more of a scene from this, and they definitely do <laughs> talk about the hungry, hungry hippos and refer to them okay. as such. So, yeah. Okay. Ridiculous. He, I like this. Yes, this yes. is good. Um, and then he was also in a Hall and Oates movie with Channing Tatum, and they show a scene from this where they presumably come up with the song Man Eater, which I was unfamiliar with, and then went on youtube and went oh i've heard some of the chorus of this song but everything else is unfamiliar to me oh uh, okay gotcha but uh that was some over-the-top acting in that, that yeah scene. it was it was, it was good it was good yeah, yeah. and it, it like he's supposed to be in this movie with like the real channing tatum yes yeah <laughs> even though it's like it's like dave franco and channing tatum but dan franco is not dave franco <laughs> in, <laughs> yes. in, the, in the movie yeah and at this point uh danner tells him to turn it off because you know She's got work to do. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even write down what she said to them. But she was just like, uh, I'm going to be interviewing you you all, basically. Yeah. And it's going to take some hours. And people were not happy about that. <laughs> but uh, before she gets to interviewing them, she goes upstairs to, like, finish inspecting, like, doing her walkthrough of the scene. Um, and at this point, we get uh, a character called Brett that we're looking over a balcony. Uh, down at the well i guess the body of their friends their their former classmate and another woman in like a fur coat comes up we find out later her name is chelsea and he really doesn't want to talk to her and she's just like i know what you're hiding in your car and he's like well i know what you said to me in the hallway at the reunion and then they agree to not tell anybody either of those things so they're being suspicious yeah, and then they continue, but their conversation is like super goofy. Like I, I didn't really know how to like highlight the comedy aspect of the show too much, but like <laughs> they like continued their conversation, but their conversation is talking about how they want to end the conversation. Yes, like but they're arguing them... about how to end the conversation. Yes, neither of them is willing to let the other one have the last word. Like they, yeah. they have some sort of relationship where they're not fond of each other, and they're just being super childish about it. But um, so this is on the first floor balcony. There is a second floor balcony that is off to the side that Danner is up on uh, trying to listen to this childish conversation from above. And Detective Culp is searching for clues. Do you have the clues from, from upstairs? Uh, oh, I do, actually. <laughs> um, Detective Culp notices that there's scrapes on the second floor balcony railing. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's where he fell from. I feel like they should just be able to, like, tell where he fell from, but... Yeah, just, like, placement-wise. Yeah, yeah, just, like, <laughs> knowing how gravity works. Yeah. Because I don't think the first floor balcony is, like, underneath the second floor balcony. No, it's, like, over to know. the side. Maybe there's like... an overlap. I'm not sure. There's, like, a smidgen of an overlap. It's like yeah. they share a side, almost, you know? Yeah. 
and then he sees like i think he's like it's like a single drop of blood is on the second second floor balcony which yeah. he thinks is like oh this is where he got punched in the face mm-hmm. and then they roll they start like walking out and then detective danner notices that anique is like eyeing up uh one of the women that's at yes. the party she calls her the uptight artist girl because she yes. has ink on her hands so yeah clearly artist yeah she did notice that detail despite maybe not, not being a clues person not being a clues person <laughs> yeah oh and then earlier i think they talked about i don't know if i had this out of order i just or if i just forget how the scenes played out but uh they talked about how anique's clothes are like soaking wet <laughs> <laughs> yes and i was like oh is he just sweating or something but no he's no, like no it's much it, it's more not wet sweating than that. yeah <laughs> and so i think the only other thing is that there are no security cameras upstairs in what is the bedroom. oh of course well that's just that just has to be the case <laughs> <laughs> i didn't i didn't even hear them say that but that would just break the show yes yes immediately <laughs> <laughs> uh so then they come down and Danner like announces that she's gonna interview all of them here and she gives like a speech about how anyone could be the murderer and emotions are running high at a reunion. So she's gotta, you know, hear all the stories and it's gonna take a few hours. He says, I wanna hear everybody's mind movie. Because <laughs> yes. everybody is the hero of their own story. And basically this speech, I think, is basically Detective Danner explaining what this show is going to be. Yes, because every episode is essentially like the night from the perspective of a different person who was at this party. Yeah, and at least in like the two that we get in this episode, it's actually pretty interesting how they do this. It's like each perspective, well, maybe maybe this isn't true for the later episodes, but each perspective seems like it's going to be almost like a different genre of movie potentially yeah, that's, that's definitely what happens yeah <laughs> but also like the fact that she's pointing out that like everybody's the hero of their own story to me is like okay we're getting these stories that are going to be shown as flashbacks but just because they're shown as flashbacks doesn't necessarily mean they're true because yes it's only from the perspective of the one person that's telling detective danner the story yeah, this is a storytelling like device that I love, like an unreliable narrator where like everybody's talking from their perspective, trying to make themselves look good or talking about how they saw it. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. So a lot of things we see in this episode, in a future episode, you'll see contradicted and or revealed the more maybe true version of what actually happened. And you kind of have to take bits from all of the different flashbacks to really figure out what's going on yes and i'll make some predictions based on the two stories we get in this episode as to what i think (laughs) might be real and what's not okay yeah when um she says it's going to take a while there's a pregnant woman who is called gen one because there are two gens uh she's really mad about how long it's going to take yes and i think she just jumps up and she's like this is so stupid. Why are we doing this? It was clearly Anique who killed him. <laughs> yes. And so this is like where it really confirms that, yeah, Anique is the forefront subject in, in most people's minds. But Danner is actually like, did you see him kill him? Then sit down and you should be ashamed of yourself for wearing heels while you're that pregnant. Yeah, I was like, I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what to think about that comment. <laughs> well, they were pretty high heels and like she was very pregnant. So you got to figure that like, Back pain is not going to be fun for her. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You do you, Jennifer One. I don't have a problem with it. 
but Jennifer One is played by Tia Sinkar. Sirkar. Tia Sirkar. Who I know from The Good Place. Yes, that's what I know her from too. She's also in the movie The Internship with um the guys from the Wedding Crashers. <laughs> it's another it's oh, like the, okay. the Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Owen Wilson um, and um do not remember the other guy's name, but you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> She's like one of the like actual like college actual graduate college yeah, graduate yeah. interns, not like yeah, the old yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh I, I've I've liked her and everything I've seen her in. So yeah. so far, all the actors we've talked about, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I know this person, I and I like them what in what I saw them previously. So I'm yeah, I'm liking yeah. the cast so far. So um as Jen is kind of defending the fact that yeah okay she didn't see um anique kill xavier but indigo saw anique at the scene of the crime up in the bedroom so yes. here's where um we get to hear indigo's mind movie yeah and before this uh detective Dammer establishes that like nobody actually saw the murder though right well the murderer did she except for the murderer yeah but nobody is like coming out and being like, "I saw this person do it." Right. So it's a solid mystery. But um, yeah, here is Indigo's flashback. Well, first of all, she is um, who is Indigo? She she looks like a. Oh, uh, I don't know that I am familiar with her as an actress. No, I'm not. I'm not so, either. I don't know. But uh, this character is a very artsy style person, like um. Like a snobby artsy person, not like a okay. I had no idea. On hands, <laughs> artsy person, like like we've established, like this is not the artsy person that Danner said that Anique was like eyeing up. This is a different person. This is the yeah. important part. This person's weird. Indigo's weird. I I I don't know what kind <laughs> of weird. I can't really tell you. I can't describe it. But yeah, she seems to, it's she's a I don't know like aloof or like. Uh, living in her own world, I guess, is the mm. ki- kind of maybe a way to describe her. But they go to this flashback. And it's black and, and white. It's black and white. And it's in a 4-3 aspect ratio. So like they're, <laughs> yes. the sides of the screen are cut off. So it's like, it's 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 supposed to like symbolize the, I guess, like the mental state of the person who's telling the story. And she's mm. like, I don't know what this means for Indigo, that she heard <laughs> Her memories are in black and white in a 4-3 aspect ratio. And everyone, like, talking in this flashback is talking, like, in a way more sophisticated, fancy sort of way. Like, she says she was on the balcony with Gen 1 and Gen 2, and she saw, I think it was Ned, was creating an art piece uh, by, like, laying the the ski on top of Anique, who was passed out on the floor. And he's just like, no, nah, I was just doing a cool prank. It was a cool prank. <laughs> Not like they flash back to now. And he's just like, I, I don't know what she just said, but I was doing a prank. That was not an art piece. Yeah, all I know about Ned, this guy, is that he likes to do pranks, apparently. That's like yes. his whole thing, his whole personality. And his prank was I basically this like the ski will topple at some point and it will spill, spill beer on Anique, and that's the prank. Yeah, it was balanced on top of Anique's sleeping body, and then on top of the ski was a bunch of cups of beer. So okay, but I don't get from it. the mind <laughs> of uh, of Indigo, it was an art piece with some yeah. sort of commentary on something. So um, then uh, she says, um, 
There was a bright light. It was, I didn't know what it was. Oh, the TV was on. I try not to look at screens. Like, she's just very dramatic in that yeah. sort of it's, way. This whole, this whole flashback, everybody in the scene is, like, overdramatic. Indigo is overdramatic. Basically, like, the way that she sees the world is, like, every little thing is big-time drama. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, yes. it, it's a super weird, super weird flashback. It's not a long <laughs> flashback, though. Yes. But so something happened on the TV, which caused Anik to wake up, which caused all the beer to spill all over him. And he was upset and convinced that this was Xavier who did this. Yeah, but in the way that, like, you almost can tell just from this one flashback that this is not an accurate depiction of what happened. Because Anik is usually, like, this, like, quiet, nerdy, nervous guy. And as soon as he gets mm -hmm. up, he's like... I know who did this. It must have been Xavier. I'm going to go <laughs> find him and give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> like, so, yes. It's like it doesn't it doesn't line up with the character that we've already seen. So Indigo's right. flashback seems like total BS. Although some <laughs> of the things that happen in the flashback are confirmed to be true by some of the characters here. Yes. But it's really just like the way it's presented. Like the actual conversation <laughs> is different. Um, things aren't in black and white. Um, but, yeah. So he storms upstairs looking for Xavier. And then you hear him yell from upstairs. And at this point, everyone looks off over, goes to the balcony and looks off. And that's when they see the body of Xavier. Yeah. I think we missed, maybe these, maybe these details don't matter, but <laughs> some extra, some, some other things that happened in this Indigo flashback were that, uh, Jennifer won, uh, her husband is Ned. Yes. So the pregnant woman and the the prankster are together. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer One is also like kind of telling Ned to leave Anique alone. I don't know if this was supposed to indicate that Jennifer One was on good terms with Anique or she just doesn't like pranks in general. Like I didn't I didn't really I feel like fully... it was a half hearted like, Oh, you shouldn't do that. I don't think like she really cared about Anique that much. It okay. was more like, eh, stop pranking him. Whatever. But also <laughs> Also in this flashback, this Xavier was like, apparently Xavier was peeing off the second floor balcony and just peed all over Jennifer One. Jennifer One, yeah. On the first floor balcony. And Ned confirms this as true when it flashes back because he's like, he's like, yeah, I had to go to the bathroom and get a bunch of napkins or something. I don't know what he said. Oh, yeah. He had tried to take her to the bathroom, but it was full. Like somebody was in there, so he couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. I'm using my slight dude bro voice because that's how Ned talks. Yeah, uh, yeah, this flashback. I guess this stuff mostly happened. The only thing that's weird is just like, like, Anik definitely wasn't that dramatic when he woke up. And mm -hmm. even though he went upstairs and said something, like, nobody actually saw Anik do it. It's still like Indigo, right. in an Indigo's mind, in her dramatic mind, she's like, I saw him do it. <laughs> but she, she really didn't. <laughs> Yeah, because then she did actually go upstairs after everybody else was, like, looking over the balcony to see the body. And she, like, in her flashback, sees him standing there, like, staring at his hands, just like, no, how could this happen? Yeah. In a way that makes him look really guilty. I guess. I feel like it didn't add anything. But <laughs> Well, at least from her perspective, he seemed, it seemed like he went up there, yelled, pushed him, and it was now like, oh, how could I have killed someone? Yeah, but from the audience perspective, this is not a confirmation of anything. <laughs> this is just Correct. illustrating the ridiculousness that is the Indigo character, I think. But it is enough where Danner's like, okay, well, Anik, you're the uh, first sub 
uh, suspect then. So yeah, it's the only lead. So or <laughs> it's a reason to interview somebody first. Yeah, that's enough of Indigo's flashback. Do we get another Indigo flashback ever again in this show, Sarah? No, I mean she exists in flashbacks of other people, but nothing this black and white art house film dramatic will happen again. Okay, different genres will happen though. So when they went to Indigo's flashback, they like throw her name on like the top of this bottom of the screen as like mm -hmm. this is the indigo flashback kind of thing yes and then when we get to Anique's story they throw his name at the bottom of the screen but i'm assuming we only get every every character that gets a flashback only that has one right yes we won't ever like double okay mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see the same scenes twice but we'll never be from the same perspective correct again okay so um detective danner takes Anique to a music studio room that I guess makes sense exists mm -hmm. in this house. Yeah. He's like Xavier's a rich recording yeah. artist. So makes sense. Yeah. Ooh. And I actually think that's uh, an important note that he's a, uh, an art, a music artist for something else that happens later, at least okay. for my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It doesn't mean it's actually true, but <laughs> all right. It made me think of something. Um, and uh, quickly detective Vanner figures out like oh anik is like a smart guy because like he he basically like she doesn't know all the names of the people so anik just like spits off like oh here they are in the from going clockwise from the per from your perspective in the room and he like lists off all the names of everybody yes. in the room except for one guy they're no he longer to, in that room yeah yeah except for one guy he had to think for a second about what his name was yeah he's like oh some guy who i think is named walt yeah or walt <laughs> And we get Anik's flashback, right, Sarah? Any, any any setup before this flashback? This is most of the show. This flashback yeah. is most of the show. <laughs> uh, basically, oh, she's like setting, she's setting herself up to be comfortable. I don't know. She has like little things in her purse that she's setting around on the like table next to her. And he's just like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I just want it to be fun and comfortable, you know? And he's like, there's nothing fun about this. Like somebody's dead and I might get arrested for it. So he's a little on edge, but I think she's able to like get him speaking like comfortably with her because she's just like, all right, just tell me, you know, how the night went. I want to know how, why, why you even went to this reunion. Yeah. And she's full, like good cop here. Like she's very yes. like comforting and like, Hey, just tell me the story. I don't care what it is or how you want to tell it. Just let me know. Yeah. And then I feel like she's later on, like after this story, it seems like she goes like full bad cop almost. Oh, so yeah. she is. She, knows she what plays she's like here. she basically is like playing good cop bad cop by herself, <laughs> which she I think is pretty well. cool. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I yeah i I think uh, Tiffany Haddish is like the perfect cast for whatever oh, they're yeah. going for here. Yeah, she's great in this role. It, it's partially like you know the actor they casted. They're putting them in a role that they're comfortable with, I guess, mm -hmm. but. It also could be like, oh, they just casted perfectly for a lot of these roles. Yeah. Or they might have like written them with somebody in mind or altered some of the stuff based on um, who was in it. I think I I saw a uh, Dave Franco interview where he talks about how this was, there was a lot of improvisation on set for this one. So I think there's a lot of room yeah. for like the actors to inform what these characters are like based on, you know, their style. 
well dave if he's talking about specifically about his character his character must be really fun to improvise with because <laughs> the dave franco character is just like he's kind of a dick <laughs> oh he's definitely a dick but like in the so, best way like it, it's, he's fun to watch so he basically just has to like go into a scene maybe doesn't even need exact lines per se but just like whatever like the most inappropriate thing <laughs> that he could like say in the moment just say that and that that'll be the, the funny line mm -hmm. in the movie not the most inappropriate but you know <laughs> yeah yeah but it would be like on point for this character if i wanted everybody to know that i was a dick how what would i say right here <laughs> and that's what he said <laughs> yeah. yeah oh that that gets better in in further episodes oh, okay <laughs> be over the top yeah so uh where where does Anik's story start? Why well, is he, why is he even here, Sarah? He's a little embarrassed to say, but he came to the reunion for love because he came for Zoe. They were chemistry partners in high school and they didn't just have chemistry together. They had chemistry together. <laughs> yes. And Zoe is the artsy woman, not the weird artsy one. <laughs> <laughs> the one who had ink on her hands. Yeah, who, or that he was uh, eyeing up earlier, according yes, to yes. Detective Danner. And we cut to Anik's flashback, and it has his name at the bottom of the screen. Mm -hmm. Except there's a little heart over the eye in Anik. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what basically, this, this is basically like uh, his mind movie that he's about to tell to... Detective Danner is kind of like a rom-com movie. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So the, it basically goes back to the moment where he drove up to the reunion. We pick up where he left off in the beginning of the episode. Uh, and he explains that uh, Zoe is actually recently divorced. And he got this message from her like a week ago. Yeah. Saying that she was looking forward to seeing him. And he was like, she sent a smiley emoji. What does this even mean? Yeah. It's that classic like overanalyzing an emoji from somebody you like situation. Yeah. And he gets out of the car and he runs into Jasper, his buddy. They actually are buddies. Yes. And they haven't seen each other in like two years, I think is what they say. Mm -hmm. It's been a bit of a But that's now. still not 15 years, so. Yeah. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty good. Pretty good terms, yeah. They're walking into the reunion and... They have this. So I've never, been, I've never been to a high school reunion before. So I don't know how all normal all of this is. <laughs> but they're like walking up, and like they had, they made like a, a walkway with a bunch of like easels set up with like big cutouts of like pictures. every, yeah, everybody's yeah. senior picture. Is I don't know. Is this a thing? <laughs> I mean, it might be if you go to a small school. Like I went to a really big high school, so like there were five hundred kids in my graduate graduating class. So this yeah. would not be feasible. And it's part of the reason why I'm not going to go to a reunion, because what are the chances anybody I know is going to show up? But um, maybe maybe at a small place where you have already gotten people RSVP, maybe this makes sense to do. I don't know. Yeah. And they uh, they they see uh, Chelsea or they they like get closer to Chelsea, who was the woman that was having a mysterious confrontation with Brett earlier. Yes. In the big uh, like feather, um, feathery, furry jacket or whatever. Yeah, and she's just, like, dropping flasks in this scene. Is that what it was? Yeah, so she, she has, like, a, I guess her purse, and she, like, mm -hmm. sees them, or they say hi to her, and then that causes her to, like, drop something. Yes. And then she, she says something weird to them. She's like, have you guys been following me? <laughs> I was like, okay. And they're like, no, and they're like, oh, okay. Good to see you, Jasper and Anik. <laughs> like, uh, 
super weird. We don't get a lot of Chelsea in this episode, but what we get from her is like, what is happening with this character? Yeah, Jasper, um, in an aside to Anique, is like, yeah, she had a breakdown like recently. Like, she's a whole mess. Okay. But mostly they are talking about Zoe and how this is his chance to like meet up with her now that she's single again. And Anique uh, mentions his, mentions that things never worked out in high school because some rich popular guy would always swoop in at the last minute and steal her away. Yeah. And this, this is why I wrote down that Jasper is being very John Ralphio <laughs> with how he <laughs> talks to uh, Anique. Yes, yes. And and very like that hype man aspect of Jean Ralphio. Where yeah. Just like, yeah, come on, you got this and it'll be amazing. And then Anique and Jasper run into a guy that they don't remember, but they try to pretend that they remember him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's super awkward. It's super awkward. And the guy's like he's like, Oh, he's like, Oh, what's my name? <laughs> And they do not know what his name is. I forget what Jasper says, but he picks like some really oh, weird name. Oh, yeah. And, he, and, yeah. He and he's like, like, why would you guess that? He, yeah, he, he guessed like, sl- sl- like slumper or something. Like, something <laughs> yeah, really dumb. Weird. But this is Walt. So this is the guy that Anique yes. was still, even at the after party, had to think before he got his name correct. And um, he says something like, nobody paid attention to me in high school but I'm going to make sure they remember me tonight. And it's a little ominous in light of the rest of the show. I'll make sure they don't forget. Not this time. And he says it like <laughs> the creepiest way possible. Yeah. Oh, but in addition to these senior portraits that are lining the walk, there are also these balloon arches. And Anique happens to run into Zoe right near one of them, and they get all tangled up in the balloons. And there's this yeah. slow motion shot with this like, <laughs> whimsical music that you'd have in a movie where people are falling in love and it's just like this great you know romantic comedy movie moment like it's a meet cute yes yeah <laughs> i like this i like this flashback <laughs> yeah it, it really sells the this is the romantic comedy movie um part yeah and we actually cut back to current time and anique's like gushing about how well this moment went and he's like wait do you really need to hear all this and Detective Danner's like, oh, no, I'm here for it. In fact, let me get my popcorn. And she literally has, like, a little baggie of popcorn <laughs> in her purse that she just starts eating. And, like, she's <laughs> fully prepared to be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. So Anik and uh, Zoe are, yeah, they're reminiscing and this having a good connection right where they left off, basically. But then here comes a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, actually, we do find out also that jasper and xavier used to be in a ska band together in high school which was called mm. ska pay diem which is the name of a ska band i suppose <laughs> and um jasper's like still making music apparently and he's gonna try to get xavier to bless his track this evening which Yo, what does that mean we, we get an explanation of that in jasper's episode but basically uh... Um, it's like he wants Xavier to like do a little bit in a song where he's just like, hey, this guy's the best or just like just do a little like featuring moment on his song that'll like help uh, him get like popular. Gotcha. OK. But yeah, then Xavier shows up to this uh, reunion in a helicopter, which is a very normal way to show up to a reunion. Yes, of course. And <laughs> he's not wearing a shirt. He's wearing the clothes that he, he is dead in. Right yeah now. this so, was a choice <laughs> so yeah he's not wearing a shirt not so that clue not useful 
And um, like all these people are like going to the helicopter to be like, oh my gosh, it's Xavier. And you kind of see Zoe in the background, like going with the people to like see what's happening. And um, Anik's just like, see, literally rich guy swooping it. He's going to ruin it. Yeah. And then when Xavier comes out of the helicopter, this is great, like opening <laughs> like character for uh, Xavier. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like trying to act so like humble and modest. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I'm just here to like reune like all you normal people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he showed up in a helicopter. It makes perfect Yeah, sense. exactly. <laughs> he uses the word reune and then calls them normal people. That was great. <laughs> yeah. He is very out of touch and definitely enjoys being the center of attention. <laughs> yeah. But let's keep moving to this story. Anik, Anik and Jasper, they decide to enter the building, I guess, is what yes. this was. Mm-hmm. And the two Jennifers are, I guess, the organizers of the reunion. Yeah, and they're, like, giving people their name tags, and they want to put everybody's job on their name tags. And there was just this silly moment that was funny to me. Uh, Jasper explains that he owns his own um, AV installation company. And then Gen 2 just turns to Anik and's like, do you work? And he's just like, yes. Like, what kind of question is this? Um, oh, I didn't even find think out, about that. Yeah. <laughs> but we find out that he designs escape rooms. Yeah, that's like your dream job right there. I, I don't no. know that that's my g- dream job. You want but... to hire somebody to make your house an escape room. I mean, yes, except without the the locking me in with oh a puzzle <laughs> puzzle house out. is what you said before. But yeah, 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 yeah. there are similar. You don't have to escape. Similar it, but features, there are things yeah, yeah. to discover. Yeah. <laughs> yes, close enough. But both Jennifer one and Jennifer two are pregnant. Right? Yes, and mm-hmm. I guess they're best friends? Question mark. Yes. Okay. Yes. We don't get a lot from Jennifer two in this episode, but Jennifer two is like. Her character moment here is like she's very braggy about her husband, even though he isn't there. Yes, he's in Tokyo and works for some company that makes like NBA appropriate shoes for dogs or something. Yeah, it's super weird. But she's like very like, oh, this is like the coolest job you could possibly like a husband could possibly have. (laughs) (laughs) To the point where you're like, is this husband even real? Is what I was thinking. Since we watched the con last week, I was like, mm, this right, isn't right. a thing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the Jennifers, they, they don't really understand this concept of escape rooms either. That's another character moment. They seem to be. <laughs> Which uh, is very silly. I guess they're like full. They're supposed to be like full mom mode where they like don't mm-hmm. understand the young people already. I guess even I, though every, guess. everybody here is the same age, but <laughs> I don't know. It, that was a little weird. And I, I guess it's just like they're in high school. We're in like different social groups than Anik, I think is also part of it. So oh, it's like true. they're like to a certain level not terribly interested in whatever it is he does. Yeah. Is it is this show trying to say that like escape rooms are like a nerdy thing that like cool kids wouldn't know about? Oh yeah, yeah. I think okay. so. I don't think that's true though. <laughs> like I don't think that's true. I don't at all think that's either, true but, at all, yeah. Yeah. But, like, he says, like, one of the escape rooms he's recently designed was called Santa Claustrophobia. And Gen 2 just writes Santa Claus as his job. Like, she's <laughs> just not paying attention and does not care. Yeah. Um, and it's at this point that we cut back and Detective Danner's like, oh, you did that escape room? Yeah, I was in there and I needed all the clues. I was like, give me another clue. Come on, I can't figure it out. Yes. And he's just like, 
but you're a detective. Yeah. Shouldn't you have been able to put the clues together and figure this out? Because I've never done an escape room, Sarah, but... Oh, really? No, but it's it's really just like a series of puzzles that you have to solve, right? And a, yeah, a yeah, clue yeah. is basically like a hint at whatever puzzle you're stuck on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but there are also like things that you could call clues within a room, right? Like there's a poster that has a bunch of numbers on it and you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll put these numbers over into this lock over here. Like there's a lot of clues she could have been picking up on probably. Yeah, so yeah, Detective Danner even with clues, was not able to... I, I think she said she did get out, but she, but needed, she like, needed all the hits. Every yeah. clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is where Detective Danner says she's more of a social deduction type uh, person rather than a putting the clues together detective. Yeah, and they even established this through like the just the interactions between her and Detective Culp, where like mm-hmm. Detective Culp is like very focused on like the physical evidence clues and she's just kind of like not really listening to him when he says it and she's more just like staring at everybody and seeing how they're behaving with each other right that's that's what she cares about which at the end of the day like it only really works if you get a proper confession out of somebody like if not you do need to fall back on those hard clues so it's probably good that they are partnered together and they get both sides of this did we mention in the beginning when she was talking that it, it's almost she she's kind of like hijacked this case and made herself mm-hmm. the lead yeah but she basically she sh- only has like one night or like one day to solve this before it would be taken from her correct yeah so she, any like physical evidence is not gonna like solve the case really yeah like the results are not gonna get back from the the lab in time or whatever she, yeah. so she basically has to play mind games with the people in the house in order to get them to confess that's yeah. like how she's going to solve the case in the yep. time frame that she has. So next, Anik and Jasper, they walk into the gymnasium. And there is karaoke happening. Yeah. And Zoe is singing. She's singing, If I Could Turn Back Time. Yeah, I didn't know if that was the name of the song, but that was like the key line in the I song. I think it's the name of the song. Okay. I've heard it before, but I don't know who it's by. But uh, Anik and Jasper both agree that this is clearly a like a song she chose on purpose to like and is singing directly to Anique. Yeah. Even she was singing before he walked in the room. I will just put that out there. So this is this is the whole thing. Like this flashback is from Anique's perspective. Mm-hmm. And from his perspective that we're watching, Zoe is like clearly singing the song to Anique. Yes. But that might actually be what is in reality because this is Anique's perspective. So mm-hmm. right. I, I'm curious. To, I'm actually most curious, I think, at this point, just to see what Zoe's perspective is. <laughs> yeah. Because I have a feeling that this all these interactions between Anique and Zoe are like very, very positive in terms of what Anique wants to happen with their relationship. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that from Zoe's perspective, it might not have been as uh, positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there is an episode from her perspective, so don't worry. Good, there. <laughs> good. Okay. But yeah. So Anique, Anique is like, oh, I guess I should go sing my own karaoke song to express my feelings for Zoe. And he explicitly says when he gets on stage that he dedicates this song to his former chemistry partner. So yeah. there's no doubt who he's trying to sing for. And um, I didn't know what this song was, Sarah. And I, I actually I don't know what it's about. some of it back in the day. Um, okay. And I had to look it up to find the name of the song. It's the name of the song is My Neck, My Back by Kia. 
It's K H I A. I am unfamiliar with any other songs by her. Um, but these lyrics are pretty explicit. Yeah. And he did not choose this song. It's like he wanted a different song, but for whatever reason, the karaoke person put on this song. So it, it's a whole it's a whole comedy scene of like he's singing this song that was like almost the exact opposite sentiment that he was like trying to yeah. convey to Zoe. And, and he's like making up his own lyrics about yeah. like women getting diplomas and feminism and how he likes his pancakes in a stack instead <laughs> yeah. of the lyrics that are something like lick my crack. Um, so yeah, <laughs> he's having a rough time up there, but whoever is in charge of karaoke will not turn this song off for him. Yeah. So it just keeps going for a little while. Yeah. But even though this is super embarrassing for Anique, still from Anique's perspective, Zoe is just laughing at him in like a flirty kind of way. And then mm-hmm. Zoe comes over and unplugs the karaoke machine to like save Anique from having to yes. sing the entire song. <laughs> And then they they have a little moment where they get to talk again. Um, And he said he was supposed to sing Angel by Shaggy, which, again, was not a song I was familiar with until I looked it up. But it is actually the same song that was playing in his car when he pulled up to the reunion. And here Zoe says that she loves this song. So, like, it is her favorite song. He was listening to it because he was already thinking about her. Like, it's a whole typical theme of stuff. I did not know that either. So Anik and Zoe are going to flirt some more. Mm-hmm. But who comes up but Xavier? Because it seems like he wants to flirt with Zoe too. Yeah. So he like brings a drink over to her and he's basically doing like the move where like you just try to box out <laughs> the guy that's like talking to the girl that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he like, is he's basically like, Hey Zoe, I'm trying to you know like get a table together with all the cool kids, and I will have a seat for you. But he's like not inviting Anique to the mm-hmm. table. And she even specifically is like, "Oh, is there room for Anique?" And he's like, "Oh no, it was the last seat." <laughs> and she's just like, "I can squish over, like it's fine." He's like, mm, "It's just not gonna, no, it won't work." <laughs> is it weird to you that Zoe is like part of the cool kids table? I don't know. I don't know why Zoe would be and like Anique wouldn't be. Like it seems like they were part of the, like the same friend group in high school. Uh, there is like unless it's just like a, a later sexual... episode that explains it more. But yeah, I think oh, like okay. right now specifically is a it's a it's just a oh she looks hot. He wants to talk to okay. her. Like it doesn't the past does not matter for him right now. Okay. But yeah, Anique basically like gives up and he's like, Oh no, you go, I'll go sit somewhere else, it's fine. Yeah. So they sit like one table. Anik and Jasper sit like one table over and they're just like and he's staring just at staring them. at them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's terrible. From their perspective though, uh like Zoe can't see them staring, but I yeah. think um Xavier can. And uh like Zoe and Xavier seem to be getting on pretty well, you know, like they're flirting over there. Um, so Anik's kind of like sulking about the whole situation. Yeah. And then they uh they run through a list of um xavier's like credentials because they're talking about like oh like what what does xavier have that's better than you anique <laughs> and he like they they run through some credentials i i didn't write them all down sarah but i wrote down one of them yes you know which one i wrote down well I, the one i remember is he has a grammy i know that much oh no, okay that's not the one i wrote down. oh is it about the not wearing a shirt and being hairless and having muscles no no <laughs> that's the best one sarah. which one Apparently, Xavier has an award for best comedy sex scene. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of credentials that are a little wonky. I don't know what that means. They like, I don't know either. They, like, tried to kind of, like, infer what that might have meant by saying, like, uh, I would, like, <laughs> I think Jasper was like, yeah, well, I watched that, man. And I was like, well, I don't know what he's about to do. But then he did it. And that was crazy. <laughs> I was like, and okay. I think Anik says something about something being upside down <laughs> something or upside something. Down, yeah. <laughs> it's unclear. I want to know which of these movies was that in Hungry Hungry Hippos? Probably not. That looked like a children's film. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe it was in the Holodose movie. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So in this conversation, we're also going to find out that Zoe's ex husband is Brett. Yes, who we previously saw on to... the balcony. Yes. Yeah with chelsea and they had their secrets and yeah were being childish and then they're like talking shit about brett also because they don't like yes brett they either. say brett is the answer to the question of what if a human butt could wear a jacket <laughs> and then immediately brett comes and sits down right next to them but fortunately he didn't hear what they just said yeah he is also hyper focused on uh zoe and xavier and their flirting and he's just like anybody touches her tonight i'm gonna kill them so clearly he's not let go of their relationship yeah and he started this conversation with like i like i hate that xavier guy but i couldn't tell if like he hated them outside of the context that xavier was flirting with zoe or or um, is it only because he was talking to zoe that he decided to hate him it seems like it's only because he's talking to zoe okay. um his episode is the next episode and it goes into like an interaction he has with him right before this moment that clarifies that. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sure Xavier was like, actually, no, Xavier's not really the type that would ask if it was cool. <laughs> oh, no, he was definitely like, he would probably just tell him that he's about to. <laughs> he started writing a song about how he was going to have sex with his ex. Like, oh, that's really? the class. <laughs> There's also like a weird peeing competition, which makes no sense. Um, is, that yeah. how, is that how uh, Jennifer One gets peed on? No, no, this no, it's is like, not. Okay. This is just who can pee longer and louder and change pitch. Oh, yeah, I've done this before. Sorry, you've never done this before. Things are different for me, James. It doesn't <laughs> work that way. Louder, I don't know about that. The longest, though, yeah, that's that's a classic. Oh, but the, the, the <laughs> length in this second episode is um beyond any realistic length. <laughs> All right, I'm going to like this scene. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, you're going to like episode two. Okay. I was worried. So, like, this is, like, this episode is, like, mostly, like, a rom-com flashback, mm -hmm. which I was a little worried, like, okay, this might be the best episode in the entire series because, like, it, is there another genre of movie that I'm going to like better than rom-com? Well, let's see. Brett's is, like, an action movie, which is, like... That's like comedy action. That could it's be good. It's a comedy action. Yeah, that yeah. could be good. Is there like a horror one or like a thriller no. one or no? Oh, let's see. There's a musical one. That's Yasper's. Oh, that could be good too. Um, Zoe's is like a weird animated one. Okay. Um, who else is in there? Oh, I guess um, Chelsea's is kind of the like a thriller horror film noir situation, but like yeah. So that's the that's the spookiest one. Um, oh, okay. It's more like a, the calls coming from inside the house situation, not a, like, I don't know, nothing like super scary. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. So, yeah, there, there's good episodes to and, and themes to explore. So, they, I think they cut back to Detective Danner. Yeah, because she has to highlight that Brett actually threatened to kill Xavier. 
But then Anik actually clarifies that, like, oh, no, Brett just said he would kill anyone who touched Zoe. And <laughs> at that point, Brett was saying, or no, sorry, at that point, Anik was saying he was actually worried for his own life because he was planning yeah. on touching Zoe later. <laughs> yeah. But they go back to the, the flashback and uh, Jasper comes up with a plan to distract Xavier so that Anik can uh, grab Zoe and talk to her again. And, and, and this works. It's, yeah, <laughs> successful. <laughs> They're going to talk about music stuff. Uh, we don't. We get like a little bit from it, but it wasn't much. I, I think we, should, we just have to wait for the uh, Jasper yes. flashback. Because mm -hmm. oh, we, we can't get an Xavier flashback for this because he's dead, right? So correct. Okay, good. Oh, that would be, but that would be like a great episode. Like from the perspective of this ridiculous guy, like that would be a fun time. It's it's a shame yeah. that we can't get that. It would have to be like up until unless he didn't see his murderer, but they'd have to cut it somewhere. Before, yeah. like, he would see who killed him. Mm -hmm. but, but sadly, we don't get not that. in the show. <laughs> but, yeah. Anik and Zoe are talking again. And it turns out Zoe is actually the vice principal of the high yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> so she, like, never really left this school. She was an art teacher before. I think we find out about later. And then eventually now she's, she's vice principal. And they're, like, really hitting it off again. Like, every time they come together for a conversation, it is like a flirty fun conversation it's like way too successful to me like it, it <laughs> it's it doesn't yeah it just it feels like a neek just thought everything went really well but it, i don't think mm. it, it's going to be like that once yeah, we see yeah. other see zoe's <laughs> perspective right yeah but then um the projector a screen comes down in the gymnasium and they're gonna yeah, the project lights go some, down and... i guess this is the thing that they do at reunions it, it's like i think it said uh the then and now yeah, so, like, it's supposed to be a slideshow of, like, pictures of from back in the day and, and maybe pictures from now. But it's just pictures of Zoe and Brett and their kid. Like, there's wedding yeah. photos. There's them playing in a park. And she's just like, what is going on with this? I couldn't tell how, if this was, like, a meta moment of the show where... Like, the reunion organizers didn't actually only put pictures of Zoe and Brett in the in the slideshow i think it was Correct. just like these were the only ones that anik mentioned to detective danner so oh not quite but you don't think so okay no no no. like there's a thing that happened oh but... okay so this actually did happen as anik described yeah. it okay because <laughs> zoe even says says like in the background like why are these all pictures of me and brad <laughs> like it's weird yeah. but this just prompts them to be like hey do they still have those delicious cookies in the cafeteria that they used to have and she's like yes they do so let's go get some and get out of here basically is what happens yes and as vice principal she has this big old ring of keys so they can get anywhere in the school and basically there's a little montage of them having a good time around the school like eating cookies and hanging out in the teacher's yeah. lounge they uh get to the confiscated drugs stash and have some weed gummies. And I think they also like draw each other in the art room. Like it's this whole romantic date montage situation. Yeah. And I think we cut back to detective Danner again. And she's like, she's like, when are you going to get to the good stuff? <laughs> <laughs> this is like very much like, um, I guess this is like the move in, I guess all rom-coms, but even in like the anime rom-com that I recommended to you, like, mm -hmm. anime rom-coms are only this. Like, nothing ever happens. It's, like, only <laughs> yeah. the build-up and never the <laughs> But the I mean, maybe they hold hands at some point, at least, no? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on which one you want. Animes are also weird where, like, like they might 
they like make 12 episodes and i guess like that's a season but like you know it might not actually be a conclusion of anything <laughs> and then they might never get around to making another season yeah so you have yeah. to like go read the manga or whatever to really get the full story yeah that's how i felt about the one that you had me watch that i exactly. kind of liked i got to the end of it and i'm like but nothing nothing happens what like there was even a moment where they're like sitting watching fireworks and it's like this is the moment this is where it happens nope <laughs> yeah no nope. yeah yeah uh, I love that though. I love the <laughs> never getting the release of the relationship. Just need a out. little something at the end. Just I love it. Tidbit. I love the, I just love the build without it. <laughs> yeah. So Detective Danner feels exactly the way you feel Sarah, when you watch that. She's like, get to it. <laughs> and she's like, I'm feeling probably the way she was feeling. Like, just come on, get on with it. Already. I don't know if that's true though. I think that well, I think it's gonna end up not being true, but from the from that's what, at the least way, what she says, yeah. Yeah, from the way Unique described the story, that's how it seemed. Uh, and then they're going to be drinking wine in the bleachers on the football field, Sarah? Is that this where yep, we get, yeah, end yeah. up at? And uh, what happens yeah. here? Um, They have a little emotional moment where they're talking about her divorce. Apparently, Brett had been cheating on her. And Unique admits, finally, that he had a bit of a crush on her back in the day. And she's just like, but you never said anything. And he's like, I don't know. The moment was never right. And then it starts to rain and they're about to kiss. But then her kid shows up out of yes. nowhere. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, they were interrupted. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't think it was really raining. This feels like a an unique add-in, you know? Like, yeah, they, like... they joke about another raining part later. <laughs> but this one might have also been fake. Oh, we did miss an interaction before they started the montage when they were walking off. Mm -hmm. Chelsea actually like ran into Anique and Zoe as they were leaving. And she was like, seems super drunk. Yeah. It, to me, it seemed like she did this on purpose and she like wanted to talk to Zoe privately. So yeah. she like spilled her drink on Anique and then was trying like hoping that he would like go get cleaned up and then she like started talking to zoe and then zoe kind of like had a reaction like she didn't really want to talk to chelsea and anique noticed it so he was just like oh you know what i'll just not clean up it's fine mm -hmm. and then and he like swoops her away from yeah. and saves her from this weird chelsea interaction she doesn't want yeah to so there seems to be like there's a there's a thing going on between brett and chelsea but there also seems to be a thing going on between chelsea and zoe potentially Mm -hmm. but that is uh, going to remain a mystery through episode one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then they get interrupted at the bleachers when they're about to kiss by Zoe's daughters. Two daughters? Just one daughter. Um, one the daughter. other girl who shows up is the babysitter that Brett hired, but um, she shows oh. up and says that she has a family emergency, so she can't watch Maggie anymore. And as she's leaving, she's, like, on the phone with her friend, like, talking about the booze she got. So, clearly, it's not a family emergency. She just wanted to go to the oh, party. Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Gotcha. And then this was weird. Uh, Zoe decides that she has to go, like, talk to Brett, but she's going to have to use adult language with him. So, he's, like, mm -hmm. she's, like, hey, Anique, can you watch Maggie for my daughter for me? Yes. <laughs> and they're, like, just by themselves in the bleachers of the football stadium. <laughs> Yes, she's a this cute a little move. koala named Kevin. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is kind of weird to just leave your kid with somebody you haven't seen for 15 years. Yes. Um, 
but I think she's just so mad at Brett that she's like, I gotta, I just can't, she's furious, you know, she's gotta go deal with this. Yes. It is elaborated on later, but, but yeah, it's, it's a weird move. You want to describe this whole scene? <laughs> yes. Yes, you I do. do. Okay, go I ahead. wanted to, I mean, it's, it's funny. So she's got a little koala named Kevin that she introduces Anique to, and he does a funny voice for Kevin. And then Maggie asks if he put the bones in mommy and Anique's just like, what? <laughs> um, and she says that her dad said she had to stop somebody from boning her mom. And so she's just like, did you do it? Did you put the bones in? And Anique's just like horrified and has no words. <laughs> so he tries to have Kevin, the koala, explain it. But I don't know how that's going to be any better. But we don't have to find out because Maggie then just runs away because she's a child and wants to run away. Yes. And then she gets back to the gymnasium and starts, just picks up a random glass of who knows what was it in. Yep. Whiskey or something. Uh-huh. But also we find out it. later also like cigarettes are in the bottom of it. and it's Oh, worse. really? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, because she runs up to Brett and Zoe and she's just like, my juice tastes funny. And, <laughs> Jesus. and Anique catches up and it's just like, nope, 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 that's my juice. And like proceeds to down it all immediately. And later we see like uh, the okay. remnants of the cigarettes in the bottom of the cup. And it's, it's gross. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Oh, we see the cigarettes in this episode? I don't even notice that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you ew. see them kind of Ugh. like as he's God. gulping down the drink. You Ugh. see them go in his mouth and then he kind of like spits them out into the cup later. It's, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> okay. He was committed to like saving face there in a way that was unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, yada yada the rest of the night and people are leaving the, the reunion. Yes. And uh, Anik is able to talk to Zoe again. And they're still hitting it off. They're going to get back where they left off. But then here comes Xavier. <laughs> One yeah, more he time. actually, he asks her if she wants a nightcap, if they can go get a drink. And she's just like, but what about the after party? And he's like, yes, I was definitely invited to the after party. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And then Xavier comes over and does like the same exact move again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the box out move. It's like, hey, Zoe, uh, if you're coming to the after party, why don't you ride with me in my helicopter? And they both actually follow him to go in the helicopter. But after Zoe gets in, Xavier turns around. And he's like, look, man, like, just I'm trying to have a mellow night. You have a real anxious energy. So why don't you just let her go have fun? And Anik is even just like, hey, man, I'm like serious about her. Like, could you knock it off? And he's just like, mm, it's up to her, man. She's in the helicopter, whatever. Goodbye. But then weirdly, this part was weird. Xavier actually does invite Anique to the after party. He doesn't give him the yes. details or like anything like that. But he does say like, hey, you should still come to the party. Which I thought right. that was a weird move. I guess it's just like a move that needed to be done for the sake of the show. But I didn't feel like an Xavier move at all to do actually yeah. do that. I do think that, like, Xavier does not feel threatened by Anique's presence at all. Like, he does not see him as competition. So, I like, but then he would let from him that in front, I don't think he's... Well, but he might not be competition, but he might ruin what could otherwise be, like, a oh, moment oh, that they yeah. have together, you know? Oh, yeah, a little spicy in the helicopter, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever, you know? Like, he would draw some of her attention away where gotcha. otherwise he could have a private moment with her. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Anik's gonna go back to his car. And then what, what yeah. is this piece of paper he's looking at, actually? 
Oh, it's the picture that they drew. Uh, he's like uh, thinking over the picture that Zoe drew of him when they were doing like self portraits of each other. Yeah, and she's actually like good at art, so it's a cute caricature of him. And like, yeah. it seems like he was gonna, he was just like given up. And then he like looks back at this picture and is like, we had a really good, like, we had a connection. We had a really good time. Like, I can't just give up again. Like, I'm gonna go to that party. And then Jasper hits him with a car. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is when it. This is a weird <laughs> sequence of events here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Jasper hits him with his car. Jasper gets in the car, and his immediate is just like, "Oh, don't be dead, don't be dead." <laughs> Even though, like, clearly, Anik is not dead. Like, immediately, mm -hmm. he's not. It wasn't like a full. It was a parking lot getting hit by the car, not a yeah, not a in the middle of the street kind of thing. Like enough to knock him over, but in movie land, not enough to actually like hurt him at all. Yeah, and I wasn't supposed to, it was it supposed to be like, oh, maybe he has a concussion here? I couldn't really tell, yeah, like, what kind of injury. Possibly. There's a mix of, like, Anik is going to overdrink through mm -hmm. all this, but also maybe he had a concussion? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's unclear why he gets quite as, like, blackout drunk as he gets. Yeah. At this point. But uh, Anik's going to tell Jasper, like, oh, no, I'll be all right, I'll be all right. I got to get to that after party. He's like, he's like, me, me and Zoe, we, we had a moment. We almost kissed. And then, and then Chelsea is in the uh, passenger seat of Jesper's car, which I took me a second to even realize that, that it was, I thought she was mm -hmm. just in a random car, but he's actually in the passenger seat of Jesper's car for some reason, which we don't find out. Yeah. And she just overhears this and just yells out the window at Brett. She's like, Hey, Brett, <laughs> and Nick made out with your ex-wife and he's planning to do it again. <laughs> such a good moment i love it <laughs> so um this infuriates brett and he's just like i'm coming after you i'm coming to get you Anik, i'm so, coming for you <laughs> he quick get um and he quick gets back in, in jesper's car and they like drive off and it turns out that brett like chases them with his car. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which they didn't realize and there's a whole funny dynamic in this scene actually because this car that jesper has is like a rental luxury car that he mm -hmm. specifically rented to go to the union reunion to like look yeah richer look like than he is really successful yeah <laughs> so he's like they're like stopped at a red light and brett rolls up and then there's this goofy interaction where he's like yelling at them through the car like i'm gonna kill you <laughs> and except <laughs> except the window is down so they can't really hear him so like we can't hear you he's like and then he like signals like roll the window down roll the window and then as soon as they rolls them and he's like, i'm gonna kill you <laughs> and then and then Anik's like, I think he's serious. Jasper, Jasper, gun it. And Jasper's like, no, nah, man, it's a red light. <laughs> and then, so he's like, not, he's like, he doesn't want to get in trouble with this rental car, basically. Right. I mean, he's an adult. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. He doesn't want to. And then when it turned green, it, it turns green and Anik's like, all right. He's like, all right, hit it. And he's like, I got you. I got you, Anik. I got you. I'm going to drive the speed limit, though. <laughs> And he's like, if I get a scratch on this thing, like I'm done. Like I yeah. cannot. Yeah, but yeah, yada yada. They actually like do get away from Brett somehow, despite <laughs> supposedly they didn't really follow all the laws, but yeah, <laughs> they do get away pretty quickly. And at some point in this car ride, Anik is like, "Oh, I need a drink," and reaches into Chelsea's bag and drinks out of a flask that, that is was marked with move. an X. Which is like an extra weird move of just like maybe you shouldn't be drinking this. Yeah, I. I don't know why. I feel like it wasn't explained well, like why Anik got to the point where he was like, oh, I'm so nervous now to talk to 
Zoe, even though every interaction I had with her up until this point was positive. But now I'm so nervous that I feel like I need to get super drunk to talk to her. Well, like before was just talking to her in a casual sense. Now he's like, if I'm going to do this, I have to actually like tell her how I feel and try to move this forward, not just have a pleasant flirty time with her. So I think that's the difference for him. But I feel like he already did that. I don't know. Like he said like, oh, I had a crush on you in high school, but it was like very obvious that he still had a crush on her, you know? I don't know. I feel like he already like broke the barrier of whatever the awkwardness was and But like she didn't actually like say, Oh yeah, I had a crush on you too and they didn't actually kiss. Like they didn't Yeah, but they they didn't get to the like proper confirmation of these feelings, you know? I guess. But according to uh, Anique's perspective, like they were about to kiss. So I feel like he feels like he did it, but like I don't know. I don't I think for whatever reason for the sake of like the mystery of the show, it was better that Anik, especially he's going to drink so much that he's going to black out. Yeah. And it, it creates more mystery around like, oh, maybe Anik did some, but something that he, he doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. So th- this seemed to be more of like a, like a mystery show mechanic than it was like, it made sense for his character. Yeah. But, but yeah, Anik is going to keep drinking because he's apparently he's like too <laughs> nervous to talk to Zoe now. But yeah, basically, as soon as they get to the party, he starts getting pretty out of it. He only, like, seems to have one really, like, clear memory of the party, which is Brett showing up and pushing him into that bush of shrimp. Yeah, so he knocked, he's the one that knocked over the X, the X shrimp bush. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess, is that the point where shrimp potentially fell off the balcony as well? Yes. Okay. I think, I think it was a big enough push that, and and it looked like it probably was, yeah. yeah. And then right after that, um, because that was on the lower balcony, um, at that time, Xavier and Zoe had been in the upper balcony. So Brett sees Xavier and says something like, I'm going to get you, and goes upstairs to talk to Xavier. And they're both saying this weird, like, slow motion, distorted, like, we're going to fight. Because at this point, Anik is just, like, about to pass out. Yeah. But the 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 perspective of like his perspective of them like being about to fight was actually very similar to I feel like Brett and Chelsea's interaction of like how they were arguing about how they're going to end the conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> where they're like yeah oh yeah the conversation's over and they're like oh I'll, it'll be over when I say it's over and then <laughs> and then they're like they're like oh I'm about to fight you he's like yeah we are about to fight aren't we he's like here we go we're <laughs> yeah. about to fight yeah, it's like. <laughs> I don't know, but it's it, but he's super drunk, so I don't know if it's just like a silly thing that the show did, but it it yeah. actually doesn't represent anything. Maybe mm-hmm. like at this point, he's so like out of it that he, he's well past unreliable narration. Yeah, and then he sees uh, Zoe on the staircase, and he's like, "I'm gonna go talk to her," but he's still too nervous, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so he decides to take one last flaming Jello shot. Mm-hmm. on the walkover and then he blacks out <laughs> yep i think we go back to detective danner here and she's like dang that story had a drastic change and i did not like it <laughs> that's basically <laughs> what she says yeah yeah but yeah when he wakes up at the party you hear this this line that how you're gonna hear over and over again through the whole show which is how great is this party which is like the moment the tvs turn on that we had seen previously in um indigo's movie of events and wait what was on the tv 
Um, you don't see it, but like you hear the sound that is just like, "How great is this party?" Oh, okay. And then it's some ska music. <laughs> um, oh, okay. But um, so yeah, that wakes him up, and this is the point at which he gets all the beer dumped on him because of the the ski that was stacked on top of him with all the beer, and also his pants are pulled down, which we didn't see in the previous. Um, yeah, I assume that was also Ned, a Ned prank. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, because he didn't pass out with his pants down, so. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, so he wakes up. Ned is laughing his ass off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's laughing his ass off in a way that, like, I think he's like, almost the only one laughing. Yes. And this is, again, like, the later part of the evening where there are a lot less people at this party, and it's just Ned laughing at him. Yeah. And I feel like it's very clear, almost, that Ned is the one that did this to him. But right, Anik yeah. does get up and he's like very confused. He'd be like, what happened? What happened? He, and he does like say, it's not in the same dramaticness that Indigo's narration mm-hmm. was, but it's like, he does say like, that, wait, does he say he thinks Xavier did this? Yeah. He th- yeah, he, he does. Says, okay. Yeah. Oh, it, it was Xavier. And he says something like, he keeps doing this to me. Yeah. Jasper shows up and is trying to be like, no, 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 it's not. Calm down. Like, it, it's fine. And he's just like, no, I'm just going to go explain to him that it's not okay to treat people like this. So, like, his response here is, I just want to have a reasonable conversation with this man about how this is inappropriate behavior. Yeah. Yeah. He actually later describes, or maybe it was part of the same description, but his, like, full plan in the grand scheme of things when he went to talk to Xavier was actually to, like, go talk to Xavier and tell him off. And then say something, like, really good about Zoe. Like, oh, Zoe's too good for you anyway, or something like that. Yeah, he was hoping that she was going to overhear it. And then, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Zoe is there, like, while he's on his way up the stairs. And she asks if he's okay. And he, like, tries to do this cool line where he's like, there's some things I need to tell you. But first, I got to go see about this asshole. And then he second guesses himself and is just like, not my asshole, just a different asshole. But not like a person's I'll see you later. Like, he (laughs) totally, like, flubs his entire cool guy line he's trying to do. He should have been uh, more drunk, maybe. It would have helped. (laughs) Or or, so stupid. Or less? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm joking, of course. (laughs) But he gets up to the second floor, and Xavier's not there. And um, he looks in, like, a bathroom or something, so, like, a closet. It's like a closet door, and he, like, closes it, and there's a mirror on the front of it, and he sees that his face is all sharpied up, and that's when he starts yelling. No! Oh, no! And then then he starts hearing, like, scream from downstairs, and then Indigo walks up to the room where he is and looks at him, and then weirdly walks away after he looks at him. (laughs) Indigo's so weird. Yes, yes, she is. (laughs) and uh that's the end of anique's story (laughs) and this is where um dana really pulls it around and starts being bad cop because she's like like anique comes to the end of the story like see clearly like you get it now i didn't do it and she's like oh no you just admitted to having a bitter rivalry with the dead guy and you felt like he was getting in the way of your chance with zoe and you went upstairs to confront him right before he was found dead and it's just like yep this is why you never speak to cops just don't do it (laughs) she says like she's like basically you admitted to doing everything that the murderer would have done except for the murder itself (laughs) basically (laughs) i think this is actually a weird move though i kind of looked ahead at like uh the names of the episodes which maybe i should not have uh, 
Uh-huh. And one of the episodes is like is Detective Danner. Okay. I feel like there's some like master plan going on here with Detective Danner where she somehow knows psychology enough that like somehow by making Anique think that she doesn't trust him is going to somehow lead to them exposing more information to her later somehow is the idea because she could have just been like all right thanks for your your words i'll go to the next person but she like specifically (laughs) tried to make it seem like she thought he was the murderer (laughs) yeah and this is gonna make anique like freak out Mm -hmm. yeah so he basically like instantly regrets being openly honest about everything yeah, yeah, this is what I would do, Sarah. <laughs> this is... Well, it's what you absolutely shouldn't do. Like, you shouldn't talk to cops. It's never, never a good idea without a lawyer. Yeah, nobody was like, uh, "Oh, I need my lawyer" or whatever. I yeah. don't know. I probably would have just done what Anique did here anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, but it's not a good move. <laughs> I feel like it's like more suspicious not to, but uh, I don't know. I mean, they're gonna be suspicious of you if they're gonna be suspicious of you. I don't. I I don't, I don't think that actually, actually makes believe. A that Detective Danner thinks that Anique did it. But okay. for some reason, Detective Danner wants Anique to think that she thinks Anique did it. I don't know. I think at this point, like, she makes really valid points. Like, he does look like a valid sub, uh, suspect. Yeah, she uses valid points to start to, like, as evidence to make Anique think <laughs> that she thinks he did it. But I don't know. Like, does she think Anique is, like, this like masterful social actor like if you just pay if you just read his body language and mannerisms like i don't see why you would think anik wouldn't be telling the truth here and he like wasn't nervous at all like he talked about his love life like very openly like this is not stuff that you would like be able to talk so freely about if you were actually a murderer who was like trying to lie i feel like i don't know I mean, it it depends. Like, he could be, like, a sociopath, and this would be really easy to lie through. You know, like, there's all kinds of people. I, I think guess. really just, like, with the evidence she has right now, he's probably, he's at the top of the pile, but I don't think she's like, case closed, it's him. She's just like, yeah, from what I know right now, sure looks like you. Let me get there more information. I'm going to say Anik did not do this. Okay. That's my prediction. All right. Interesting prediction. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a weird... Uh... <laughs> Although I was thinking about like since like okay each episode's a different person's perspective like what episode would be like the person's the person's perspective that would end up being the murderer like you would you wait you wouldn't want like necessarily the last perspective to be the one that's the murderer or maybe you would because there would be like it would be the reveal mm-hmm. but making it the first person I don't know the first from the person from episode one I'm not sure if that makes sense I will neither confirm yeah, or deny do, I don't want you to confirm or deny <laughs> but I, I would say uh, yeah I I, I think. I'll I'll be disappointed if Anique is the murderer in the end of the okay. show. Fair enough. But yeah, Anique leaves the interview, and he's uh he's freaking out. Yeah, he tells Jasper basically that she's never gonna find the real killer. Like she thinks it's him. So like he's decided he has to solve the case himself. Yeah. So he like storms off to one of the bathrooms, and Jasper like follows him. And detectives, this is when Detective Danner like seems like she's up to something. Like she's watching. Mm. Anique's reaction to her yeah. telling him she thinks that she he's most likely the murderer. Yeah, and definitely. She's watching him like storm off, and she's doing. I, I'm assuming she's going to do this throughout the whole series, where she's like always lurking and staring at people from like <laughs> behind the corner. Yeah, so he's like freaking out in the bathroom, and he's like, like, oh, I gotta find, I gotta find a way to solve this by myself. And then he like throws a paper towel or something in the in the bathroom trash. 
But then he sees something in the bathroom trash. What mm-hmm. is this, Sarah? It is a ripped up note. And the words that they can make out on this paper are, this is payback for what you did to me. Feel the pain. Oh, feel the pain. So that's like the, feel the pain. So it's like, it says, this is payback for what you did to me. And then it's like ripped again, but there's the next line down is only like the right half of the paper. And the right half of the paper says feel the pain. So there's words in between. Mm. This is payback for what you did to me and the feel the pain. Now, I'm going to make a prediction about this era. Okay. I think this is a song lyric. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's my prediction. All right. It could be a song lyric and like somebody ripped up a song lyric to like, oh, be a threatening message also. Mm. But it's weird that like somebody would have wrote down this threatening message. Like the way the paper is, it's yeah. like if you had a whole notebook piece of paper and then you like very carefully ripped exactly around only the words <laughs> you wrote. Yeah. So it's a it's it's a suspicious like threatened note too. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, it's not yeah. in like uh yeah, it's weird. And it's in the bathroom trash can, which is also weird. Even if it was a song lyric, it would be weird if it's in the bathroom trash. <laughs> but for some reason to me, it just seemed like it would be a song lyric. Mm-hmm. But Anique is is sure that he's found a clue now. He's on the road to solving this murder himself. And I do love um Jasper is like continuing to be like his hype man he's like yeah you design escape rooms you can do this you know and think about it this way if you solve this case this case the room you escape is prison (laughs) yeah but then a detective danner is gonna come knocking on the bathroom door he'll be like is everything all right in there and then he's like and he's like yeah 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 it's all right it's all right he opens the door but then he like holds the note behind his back Mm because i question the effectiveness of this because now like and doesn't trust detective danner at all so he's actually right. like withholding evidence from detective danner mm-hmm. although i guess like if he had a a, uh, a note all of a sudden that he <laughs> didn't share with her yeah. i guess that could also be incriminating so this i don't i, I don't blame him necessarily for not sharing this note immediately mm-hmm. and i think he just wants to like find enough evidence that when he goes to her it's not going to be blown off you know like we talked about last week with the con and how much evidence uh, Jonathan had to put together yeah. before the cops would take him seriously. It's just preparing himself. Yeah. I, I get where Anique's coming from here, I guess. It, to me, I, w- I would have just like told my story, even if my story was Anique's story. And then Detective Danner would have been like, I, it seems like you're probably the murderer. And I'd be like, well, it's not me. And I would have just went and sat down <laughs> on like, the couch for the rest of the night. I wouldn't have done anything, but <laughs> Anik's going a different route. <laughs> yeah. And then Detective Colt walks in the front door, and he's he has grabbed Brett by the arm. Yes, he said he was trying to sneak off. He was trying to sneak out to his car, which we know yes. there's something in the back of his car mm-hmm. that Chelsea knows about. Yes. And then Detective Danner said, all right, I guess it's time to hear your version of the story. And then the episode ends. Yeah. And so next time, next episode will be Brett's version of the night. So tell me how you felt about this show. Did you like it? Uh, I did. Okay. I definitely have to keep watching the show. Okay, good. Success. Finally, It's only eight one. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the big, my biggest gripe of this show is that it's on Apple TV+. Plus. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's, fair the enough. Old, that's like the most annoying part of the show. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, like, this is a comedy for sure. I wouldn't say, like... I was necessarily like laughing out loud very much yeah. with the jokes mm-hmm. in the show, but they were like lighthearted and like fun 
enough jokes that it just made it enjoyable to watch. And the like comedic value does vary episode to episode. Like I think the second episode is pretty funny because it's the comedic action movie and Brett's a little ridiculous. So yeah, that that will your mileage may vary through the series for for that. Uh, but uh, Tiffany Haddish is great in the show. Mm-hmm. I think she's the I think she's the star of the show so far. Yeah, in episode okay. one. But I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, she handles all the other interviews and whatever funny comments she's going to have when she interrupts their stories. <laughs> And uh, there's still a lot of characters that we really don't know anything about yet, and they're yeah. people or actors or whatever that uh, I like, and I'm looking forward to seeing their side of the story. So, nice. it's only eight episodes. Yeah, I'm in. I'll be watching it. <laughs> nice. I really, really like this show, and um, there is an episode where they do like a flashback to like a high school party, and it's great because they have all the same actors just acting as their high school selves, but, so they look really out of place and not <laughs> like like teenagers, and it's funny. But like, also their high school time period lines up with about my high school time period, so like that shit's n- nostalgic as hell. Like all the music they play and like the fashion mm. and stuff. I'm just like, oh, this is very familiar to me. Well, that's true. I uh, I guess I was I was class of '08. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. is actually pretty close. I always get confused between my high school graduation and my college graduation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was, yeah, okay. I actually wasn't thinking about how close I was in age to these people. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but, yeah, so, so that'll, be, that'll be a fun episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you want to make a prediction on who you think is the murderer? Oh, yeah. I I, I was kind of watching the first episode, and maybe it was because I, I had to take notes for the podcast, so mm-hmm. I was, like, taking a lot of details on like potential clues and stuff to talk about on the right. podcast i feel like trying to solve the murder is like not necessarily the fun way to watch the show <laughs> like no? especially because I, I, i'm definitely gonna like be thinking about it a little bit mm. but i i don't want to make this show like like uh kind of how it is like when we watched um uh snake in the grass where it's like yeah. you're watching the show to figure out what like what, who the snake is in the end like mm-hmm. and that and you're gonna like kind of like or dislike the episode based on if you felt like you were uh, <laughs> deceived by the show in an mm. unfair way i don't okay. want this show to be that i i just okay. kind of want to enjoy the characters and just not really care too much about how it gets wrapped up now hopefully it's a good conclusion mm-hmm so if it's if it's not a good conclusion, I'll probably it will like take points away from the show in the end, regardless of how right. funny it was up until that point. Because the way the show is kind of presented is like you're getting flashbacks, but all the flashbacks are kind of like not reliable information mm-hmm. right. until maybe you get a couple of them and like some of the information is kind of verified from multiple perspectives, maybe. But right. through episode one, like you really have no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I want to believe that you in had. The- you said you had a, a, a pick that you you thought had done it, though. Oh, did I? No, I didn't. I didn't mean that I had a specific pick. No. Oh. Okay. I just meant I wanted to talk about like the way I watch the show and okay. how I would go about potentially picking somebody. No, I don't have a specific pick. Okay. I can tell you why it could be like it could be so many people. Well, yeah. Because right everybody's now, you have like very little information. <laughs> yeah, I like a good whodunit where you actually have all the information you need to figure it out if you want to. Like, there's so many, like, mystery shows or whatever that are just, like, the super smart detective at the end is just, like, and and here are all the things. And, like, they weren't, wasn't in the show. Like, there's no way you could have figured it out. But I think that this, like, all the evidence that they 
use in the final episode during the reveal is like stuff you could have noticed along the way. So that's something like I really like about this show, even though oh, okay. I did not get it right. Okay. I don't think I'm going to watch close enough. If there's like any really <laughs> sneaky stuff that you have to have noticed. Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting to get this right. It's okay. also a comedy. So there's really like the show doesn't have to be totally fair. I, guess, I think mm, because it's yeah. a comedy. If this was like a pure drama, like this would have to be like start to finish, like really well told and have a really good conclusion for me to mm. like think it's a good show. Yeah, that makes um, sense. But because this is a comedy, I'm not holding it to that standard. Uh huh. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we watched this. I'm in. Ah, success! Finally, I feel like <laughs> this is you actually liked a show that I missed. <laughs> I watched all of Gallivant. Yeah, but that felt like a yeah, sure. It's shorter. I mean, I enjoyed I'll get it. it. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, this show's kind of. I mean. This one's only an episode. That definitely is a bonus. It's good for this. Because <laughs> this show, the the 60 minute or whatever episode length is very long. Yeah, that is true. I don't watch a lot of uh, like 45 minute shows. Mm -hmm. And this is like a full 60 minute show. So I, I think I also might watch the show with my wife. So I think okay. I, I won't be blasting through this because yeah, it'll uh, I'll take be a while. waiting for Otherwise, I would probably like get off this podcast and go watch episode two right now. But <laughs> I'm going to wait. So okay. It might take a few weeks for me to get through this. Well, I look forward to hearing your assessment when you get to the end. Oh, yeah. I'll have some. I'll definitely have some things to say, <laughs> regardless of if it's good or bad at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll hate the show by the time uh, I finish oh, it. So. I hope not. I need You'll to, have to go back like, to the drawing board. <laughs> relish this victory that I've, I've gotten. All right. Are you ready to talk about next time, Sarah? Oh, are you ready to talk about next time? I'm ready to talk about next time when we get to it. Okay. <laughs> but what we're talking about next time is the best show on television. <laughs> okay. Right? We can both mm -hmm. agree on that, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know that it's a show on television. We can agree on that. <laughs> All right. We're going to be talking about Survivor because yes. the Survivor 43, season 43. Survivor is just numbers now. It's gotten to the point. <laughs> Oh, right. It used to be, like, named by the place, right? Yeah, it used to, like, always have a name or, like, uh, it used to be named by the place and then eventually they would just do, like, kind of, like, maybe, like, the twist of the season was the name of the season. Mm. But now it's always in the same place and just numbers. Like, the season that uh, Trish is on from Snake in the Grass, she's on a season called Brains versus Brawn versus Beauty. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> the three tribes are, like, <laughs> broken down into, like, nerdy people and then like like strong Oof. people and then like <laughs> models and <laughs> mm -hmm. it's not it's it's not like it's not a perfect fit because really what they they do is like they just cast people for a season and then they just like figure out how to like divide them in a way that kind of makes sense but they're not yeah. casting specifically to fit like a theme they just want to get good people on the show so it, it's goofy but uh now they gave up on even trying to do that and now it's just just since, since season 41, it's just been season 41, season 42, and now it's season 43. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to watch the first episode, which is what, like two hours It's long? a two-hour <laughs> premiere. So next episode, fair warning, it's, it's going to be Settle a lot it. to yeah. watch. <laughs> and me talking about Survivor could literally go on forever, so... I'll do what I can to rein you in. Yeah, you have to rein me in, and we might have to. It's not going to be like we did here, where we're giving like a scene by scene recap. Yeah. We might focus on 
individuals we think are interesting in the episode. We probably won't talk about every contestant. There's 18 contestants. Oh yeah. This season. We'll just get, talk about the ones that come up and especially whichever tribe or tribes that go to tribal council in episode one, we'll focus on those tribes mm-hmm. more than the ones that don't have to go to tribal. But yeah, I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been itching for Survivor to come back. The end of the Big Brother season got a little boring. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I, I, have, I don't have a reality TV show right now <laughs> and Survivor needs to be here. So. Snake in the Grass wasn't uh, scratching that itch for you enough. Oh, I did. I did like that. Uh, that's another show I want to watch with my wife, and we haven't gotten around to it. So ah, I still have only watched one it. episode. <laughs> uh, but I will be watching that eventually. But Survivor is a show I catch it when it airs live on CBS. Mm-hmm. I do not stream the show for the mo- unless you know extreme circumstances. I'm I will miss an episode <laughs> and have to watch it. But yeah, it's one of the few shows that I still catch live. But yeah. I'm going to basically be nerding out on Survivor in the next episode. <laughs> it sounds like I get to take it easy next episode. You know? Yeah. Just, uh, well, I mean, you have to listen and... to me. <laughs> I, there are a few like, you know, I I want to play Survivor. So yeah, the way that I, I think about Survivor as if, you know, I'm going out there to play this game eventually. And I have some crazy theories that have never come up on the show and I don't think anybody's ever talked about because they're crazy. (laughs) Mm, And um, I should talk about them on the episode potentially because then there'll be a record (laughs) in the podcast (laughs) feeds that Uh I talked about this strategy before I went out and did it on the island. So. And, it, and the th- the strategy that I really want to talk about is specifically for, like, the first tribal council you go to. Mm, okay. Um, so I'm going to really nerd out and break down um, <laughs> some aspects of this, which will make it a longer podcast for sure. And me, I'm going to be like, I didn't like that guy. He was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That's the level I'm coming in at. Well, you, you could be, you, you'll be able to assess if you think my idea is too crazy or not. Well, that's true. But yeah. Survivor okay, 43. Looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Um, this might not affect the release date of the podcast episode, but we are going to wait. We usually record on Tuesday nights. Survivor airs on Wednesday nights. We're going to be we waiting. we to wait till Thursday night. We're going to be waiting till Thursday night to record the podcast. And it's potentially going to be a longer podcast to edit. So not sure it might be a little if late. it will release at the normal weekly time or if mm-hmm. it will be later but i'll do my best <laughs> so yeah sarah where can people contact us uh if they would like to email us they can email us at keepwatchingpod at gmail.com uh they can find us on twitter at keepwatchingpod, instagram at keepwatchingpod, and on youtube you can leave a comment for us uh on this video for uh, keep watching pod and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you uh, are enjoying this episode or any of them. And uh, make sure, yeah, you check us out on Twitter because we like to do a weekly poll related to the, the episode. So be on the lookout for that. All righty. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.